0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for Next Gen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the Next Gen Advisory Task Force. And for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up
1: and coming financial advisors. Hey, all, it's Alana Phillips with Next Gen in 10, and I am here with Dominique Henderson, founder of DJH Capital Management and the Jumpstart Coaching Lab. Thanks for being here, Dom.
0: Oh, yes, this is a joy. Thank you for inviting me, Alana.
1: Dom, Jumpstart Coaching Lab, I mentioned in introducing you, right? This is what we want to talk about today. Career changers specifically, right? Being this group of next gen that you work with and coach and help get into this industry, can you talk to me a little bit these career changers like how how are they finding financial services after their first career or first jobs
0: it's kind of interesting so just think about the normal path of a a person right you get out of college maybe you have a lot of student loan debt or all this other kind of stuff you got just a bunch of life happening and then you spend 10 or 15 years in a job maybe less than that nowadays maybe five to ten years and you get to this point where you're like okay I've got all these decisions and inflection points as you contemplate your next move. Am I happy in this career that I've been doing, or maybe been trained in college, whatever? That question comes up. You know, what type of lifestyle do I want? What are some things that I want to do differently than I did in the past previous job? Yada, yada, yada. So you start asking all those questions and what inevitably bubbles up is personal finance. So you got to look at your own stuff. You know, you probably had more than a dozen conversations over all those years with friends. And, you know, what I often find as a commonality is they've been having this talk or this conversation for some years now and, there's a fear, obviously, because it's new and they're like, I know that I like it and I would like to have the conversation about it, but is it something that I can actually make money at? <laughs> can, I, can I survive doing this or is it just going to be a passion project of mine? So I think a lot of people go that way and that's how they kind of happen upon, you know, financial services as this option. I've had a few people that have been like, a, I had my taste, then I went to go do something else and then I came back. That happens obviously too. But I think it's just life happens. Life happens and we see how personal personal finance is.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think about I'm working with a woman right now who was a career changer. She's been in the industry now for 10 years, but she was in the legal field. She went through a divorce. She had all this personal, you know, things that had happened that affected her finance. And so who are her clients then, right? This sort of answers one of those questions. I know you get a lot of how do I get clients? Well, she already knew that she knew she was going to work with women who had been through transitions. And that was the story that they could share. And it became so personal around that finance conversation. So you know, the situation you're describing, somebody's thinking about the stuff that's right around the time they run into somebody from an insurance firm or a multi-level marketing firm. And, and, you know, how is what you're doing, helping those career changers to get into the right place in the industry?
0: This is a good question. Not ironically enough. I had a call cause I do these consultations as I call them with a young lady that fits that exact demo where she was reached out by man, I really want to say their name, but I don't want to do that to them. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, she was being pursued is a is a good way to to say that by them, and she's like, hey, you know what? What's the difference between them and this other company? And are am I gonna be doing this? Am I gonna be doing that? And I was just able to spend you know th- half an hour with her saying, hey, this is how the industry is this is that type of firm these are the type of questions you need to be asking if you have told yourself and i and i asked her actually i said what do you see yourself in financial services doing you are peering through like a a little small peephole into a room and i'm already in the room i'm telling you what it's like you're peering through so tell me what you think it's like and when she explained to me she's actually articulated pretty well what she wants to do and i was like that's perfect Take that right there and ask them if you'll be able to do that. And if they can't answer that question or it's not to your satisfaction, you already know it's a bad fit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think asking those right questions is so important. And and I know you give, especially the career changers, right, these tools to ask the right questions, because there's plenty of these firms, right, that do things I think you or I wouldn't necessarily want to participate in in our views of financial services, but it can be the right fit for somebody, depending on that view that they have, you know, and, and helping them to get clarity. So that's one of the questions, right? How do I get in? What do I do once I'm here? I know one of the other ones, Dom, you've mentioned that you work with career changers on a lot is they come from maybe... Be a fairly lucrative career. I know this has happened in your career as well, as you've talked about, right? Making that change. And you come into an industry where a lot of these positions are commission-based or fee-based, right? How do they manage that pay cut? What does that conversation sound like?
0: Let me go back just a second because I don't wanna I don't wanna poo-poo on the sales of products. I've always told people in Jumpstart and through any of this, this stuff, whenever I get a platform, I make it really clear that there's hardly ever a bad product. There's always bad people. Mm-hmm. So people have motivations behind whatever they sell, whatever they're offering. And, you know, to some people, you know, if they're a hammer, everything looks like a nail and that becomes a problem for the, the client. That's how people get hurt. I serve a demographic in, inside my wealth management firm, DJH Capital Management, with a lot of salespeople, right? Med device, pharma. And so they've got a great tool set skill set around selling. They probably would be a great, what we call rainmaker in this industry. They've got the people skills. They got the EQ. They've got, you know, that that type of empathy and soft skills that allow that conversation to continue going. That's not to say that they couldn't, you know, put the work in and get their 766 or life and health or whatever and do a really great job for people. I think where the rubber hits the road is inevitably after you do so many years of that, or you're good at that, you start trying to see what else is there. And I think that is the component that trips a lot of people up because when you're talking about career changes and the pay cut, some of these people are already skipping to the what else is there? They've made their money in life. Like you said, they come to, from some pretty lucrative careers. And now they're like, I want to focus more on giving back. I want to focus more on you know, not just the the dollars. Obviously, I need the dollars, but that's one aspect that I think people struggle with. But the nitty gritty, Alana, of the pay cut is it is what it is. You're starting over, right? And I always tell career changers, this is the reality of things. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You are starting over and you're learning an entire different skill set. And you got to be able to monetize what you know. And if you don't know a lot, it's not too high a dollar value of <laughs> what you know at that point. So that's where, you know, things like education and the CFP or different designations come in. But that's just something you got to build in. It's like, you know, and you're working out. You got to go to the gym and get your reps in. That's just, it is what it is.
1: I think that's such a great point, And we'll be back right after this message.
0: Deliver financial planning for every person and every need through our Chartered Financial Consultant Education Program. Find the tools and skills you need at theamericancollege.edu
1: slash chfc.
0: Get best-in-class preparation for your exam with our CFP certification education program. Start your journey toward this value designation at theamericancollege.edu slash CFP.
1: Okay, Dom, let's pick our conversation up where we left off. I appreciate the it is what it is, right? If you want to make this change and, and, Uh, You know, hopefully the folks that are coming in from other careers are not as focused on the dollars. Like you said, when I think about, you know, folks coming out of college, huge student loan debt and they're, they just got to smile and dial and, you know, all the euphemisms that we use in the industry as people get started. So you mentioned something as you're talking about them coming in, right? They don't necessarily have the knowledge required to give financial advice. Maybe they've got the personal experience like we talked about. What's your advice to career changers on getting designated? nations first versus starting in a firm or a team? How do you guide them through that?
0: Yeah. So I have a rubric for it. uh, Nine letters, three words, why, who, and how, because everybody's going to be a little different, right? Zooming out real quick before we get into that is you can obviously go down the Investment Advisor Act of 1940, where you have to get licensed or not, I mean, there's the full gamut here in the financial advice spectrum, right? You got financial educators, coaches, therapists, not all those people are regulated. So, you do well to do some research on that. Shameless plug for my YouTube channel. I've talked about this before. So, kind of learn what's available, what suits you, personality, disposition, experience in life. Some of my best experience, I think, in recommendations come from the fact that I've been married 23 years and I have three adult children. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the CFP didn't teach me any of that, by the way. <laughs> Fact, it got in the way of some of that, so we'll talk about that later. (laughs) But, um, my point is when you start with your why, it's a very, very centralized north star for you to use for the motivation that you're going to need in a very, very hard career. That's just what it is. So, why do you want to get in financial service? Is it just because you want to make a lot of money? Uh, is it just because you're tired of your old boss? These may be really good reasons on the surface, but they're not going to get you through the first two or three years that are, are particularly difficult. So have your why. Your why inevitably will lead you to a who, a mentor, a hero, whatever you want to call them. Somebody you can kind of look up to and emulate and say, I want to be doing what Alana's is doing. Right. And then you don't have to reinvent the wheel because most of us learn by copying like that's a better thing to do. And you can obviously improve upon that and form your own mosaic of thought, but to start with something versus start with scratch is better. And then your who inevitably leads you to your how? Like, cause Alana is doing it a different way than Dominique's doing it than, you know, somebody else. Then you can reach out on LinkedIn and actually have a very thoughtful something to ask. Hey, Alana, I see you're doing this thing with next gen intent. And one of the things I wanted to do is I've always wanted to get in front of people and Uh, A marketing career in blah, 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 blah. But you can have a really thoughtful correspondence going back and forth. So I think do 80 of those for three months straight and then tell me that you can't find an opportunity. But that won't be the case. You will inevitably find somebody that will want to talk to you.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is the truth, Dom. I know I say that. And again, my audience tends to be more the folks coming out of college. And I say, go look up financial advisor, LinkedIn, the city you live in, and pick the people that you think look good. Look at their website. Go call them. Say, hey, I'm interested in this business. I like this about what you do. And then they just offer you a job. Like it happens, you know, in making those connections and putting yourself out there. And there's so much ability to do that especially in our virtual networking platforms that we have. So my last question for you about this career changer group, right? If companies say we want career changers or or firms say they want career changers, like how can they connect with those people better? You know, either find them or or connect with them.
0: It's funny you're saying this. I was actually just last night thinking about why hasn't Jumpstart had a, and I'm not going to use the term career on purpose, but an opportunity fair, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how could I bring together my network to give opportunities? Real quick story, I have a career changer I'm working with now that's in my program that found out about the BLX internship. So this is the Black and Latina internship that's been offered by financial services firm that are fee only and got hired, accepted an offer from a firm. And so I want to do more of that because inevitably, once people get that type of opportunity from, they're going to do what they need to do. So- I think firms just need to get, they need to get more real about where this industry is headed, right? So what I'll say about that is the level of information that clients have access to now is only going to increase. So we don't need to dump more information. We need to make life simpler. So I think we need to start thinking about how do we make this easier for the client? Mm -hmm. And firms that are just backward thinking, Byzantine, draconian, whatever term you want to use and are not into video or not into showing themselves and wanted to be this suited up personality that you can't touch and that holds all information, you're going to die out like the dinosaurs. Like It may take a while depending on how well you're capitalized, but you'll be gone because that's not where we're moving to. So if you want to find these career changes, I think you need to do some research on how people consume products and services now. Because that's the way I built Jumpstart is like, I'm a consumer. I'm an Amazon Prime guy. I'm a HelloFresh guy. As I've said, I want things more conveniently. I don't want it to be harder. So you got to make it easier.
1: Dom, I really appreciate your insight on this. I know we're going to continue the conversation a little bit further about shedding light on the different avenues that folks can come in and how Jumpstart can be a resource for that. So thanks for your insights today. Absolutely.
0: For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been NextGen in 10 brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.